welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Nipe, and I've missed you guys so much, as I always do. I think about you often. I pray for you often. I feel like Paul in his letters. Um, Anyone else feel like August is the season for change? I feel like it totally is. I mean, it's definitely like kind of that mid-year break reassessment time for like reflecting and asking yourself if you really stuck to your new year's resolutions which i know we all didn't um and vice versa but all that to say i feel like august is i felt the winds of change this august and is it sad is it transitionary absolutely but the lord is in it and that's beautiful we always start with the song recommendation of the day and today's song recommendation is got to be one that Spotify actually recommended to me. Um, thank you Spotify algorithm for really figuring me out because they totally got me down to a T and it's a song by Anna Golden and Carrie Job called Take It to Jesus. It is one of those songs that is literally therapy in a song <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, just cue it up, say no more, just listen to it. Um, I just love how real it is. Um, It's very much kind of like one of those songs that you just like, it feels like advice in a song. It feels like it immediately brings in the presence of God and it's just so beautiful. I'm going to say no more and just pray us in. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for just being here today. Thank you for your presence, Lord. I pray that everything I have to say, Lord, points to you. I pray that we're encouraged. I pray that whoever's listening to this, whether they're driving or doing their homework or reading or I don't know who would read while listening to a podcast, but whatever they're doing, Lord, I just pray that you would just enter into that space. Lord, we make space for you. Let's clear out the clutter of our lives, Lord, and just let you come and move and do whatever you want to do in our lives, Lord. We love you so, so much and you're so worthy of all of our praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to be talking about the nearness of God. And this was one of those topics that just was really sprung on me out of nowhere by the Lord literally this morning. And it's one of those messages that I honestly wish I heard about a year ago around this time. About a year ago, I was going into college. Um, I was like moving while I was preparing to move. I was working almost full time. And I was just like really kind of in that almost the waiting period of like anticipation, like, you know, that you're about to your whole life is going to change. Like college is going to start and just very transitionary. And all that to say, I think I needed to hear this. I've told you before, but my fall semester at my college was very lonely for me. I really didn't know many people. I didn't know many, I didn't know many people closely and I felt very isolated. And I don't know why nobody warns you about this part of fall, but because I wasn't like partying and like doing all the crazy like college living things, I didn't really get those like immediate friends because that's what like pretty much 90% of the people around me were doing. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm just really lonely. I feel like I'm the only one who was a Christian at my school, which I know is not true, but like that's how the enemy will isolate you. He's like, well, you're the only one. Looks like you just have to like change your religion to be part of a group. Or it looks like you just have to silence yourself to be part of a group. And I was like, I was never like going to do that, but I really felt like that pressure of, oh my gosh, I literally don't know anybody. And I was on my knees so much in that season. Um, And I remember feeling like I knew the Lord was there, but I felt almost this silence from him, which I know he's always speaking. It's just up to us to turn our hearts to that. But I was like not really in a place where I almost was bitter. Like I was like, why am I not why am I not thriving right now in college? Like everyone told me this would be the best four years of my life, but I feel like it's the worst so far, like so lonely. And as an extrovert, I was like dying on the inside, like seriously call my mom at 3am crying type of thing. And 
I feel like everyone needs to have that at some point in their lives. And maybe you're in that right now. Um, but something that I wish someone would have told me is that God is so, so near in that time. I knew he was, but I didn't feel it, but you don't have to feel it to know it. Does that make sense? Um, growing up in church, I was like surrounded by Christians my entire life. I was in church and small groups and youth group and all the things, but I realized that I knew God only by proximity and not intimacy. I was feeding off of others' faith. I knew him because I was around him so much. I was around the Lord. I was talking about the Lord. I was, I knew a lot about him, but I did not know him personally and relationally. And that's how he's meant to be known. He is not meant to be a textbook or like a picture in a textbook. He is meant to be a person in your life. I think people would talk about God as our father and that felt very detached to me for some reason. I don't know why, but it just felt kind of standoffish. I have a great dad. I love him. So I don't know where this came from, but maybe just that word father, that's just a little bit detaching to me. And this past season, the Lord has really been showing me how near he is and how different from your earthly definition of father he is. He is so, so much better than anything that we could ever imagine. And most of all, he comes close. He is the God who comes close. I have a couple thoughts on the nearness of God. The first one is that verse in James 4, 8 that says, when you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. I remember my pastor in high school actually said this verse um, and she said it reminds her of like automatic sliding glass doors <laughs> at the grocery store. So it's like when you move close to it, like it moves, you know, like, and when we move, he moves. When we draw near to God, he draws near to us. Another thing that I hear a lot of my friends and also myself included being discouraged about is like hearing the voice of God like, okay, well, I just can't hear him right now or I can't feel him right now. And I think often we seek like this huge loud event, like it's going to be this huge thing. I think about Elijah when he was like seeking the Lord in a huge giant wind in an earthquake, but he whispers. And someone told me once that he whispers because he comes close, which is so, so true. You don't whisper like 10 feet away from someone. You like come really close to their ear and it's a very intimate event. And I also realized, like, he doesn't just whisper because he's close. He whispers because he lives inside of you. It takes silencing the distractions, our flesh, the voices of the world, the voices in our lives around us to hear what's within us. And that's the Lord and that's the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful that we serve a God that we can't see because it actually requires him to seek him. It requires faith to seek him. And that's the most beautiful part. So I have three thoughts slash revelations about the nearness of God that I just wanted to share to encourage you. Number one, God is near when we don't see or feel him. I remember there's this period of time where every single time I was with the Lord in my quiet time, in my prayer closet, whatever that looked like, it was like a very super intense, like emotional crying experience where I got like this crazy revelation about like in 10 years from now, I'm going to go to China and be a missionary, like so many crazy things. And I remember one day looking back and realizing like that stopped. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, like, did I stop hearing the voice of God? Like, is God not coming to me anymore? But I realized it was me actually maturing in my faith that we don't need to feel those super huge emotions or have that crazy moment in church where we're lifting our hands and you feel them in your gut. Like all those crazy emotions, those fleshly things, which, you know, it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing that the Lord shows up to us in that way. But we don't need to depend on that feeling to know that he's there. I think about that verse in Hebrews 5.12 that says we're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. And uh, James 1.4 that says that we will be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I think this is pointing to the fact that like when we grow with the Lord and when we grow in um, our walk with him, 
we depend less on our emotions to feel him. We depend less on our flesh to know that he's there. But it almost becomes like, you know, like that honeymoon stage of your relationship when you're just obsessed with the person. You're like, I need to be around you all the time. Like, I literally cannot stand one day without being around you. Um, But when you get into that, like, rhythm with the Lord and you get in, you fall out of that fleshly, immature love and you grow into deeper love with him, you actually don't need to, like, feel huge emotions to know that he's there. You don't need to have this crazy vision of your future husband from 20 years from now to know that he's there. You know what I mean? And I say this all with like so much gentleness and so much of my own personal experience wrapped into this. Yes, is it beautiful to have a very emotional time with the Lord? Is it beautiful that he shows up to us and then we start crying and we feel him in our chest and like we're shaking? Like, is it beautiful to have that? Yes, but that is not the sustainable way to have a relationship with the Lord because he's not always going to show up in that way. And so we can't put him in a box like that. We can't be like, yep, this is this is how he's here. I know he's here because this, you know, that's religion. And that's literally what the Pharisees did. That's like rule following and legalism. And the Lord is so much greater than that. And he wants to show you that he's so much greater than that. He is far surpasses every expectation we have. Every single time that I feel like I have fallen into a pattern with the Lord, he always breaks the pattern because he's not like us. He's not a human. He doesn't have habits and like he doesn't fit our definition of him. You know, he's he's ever changing and he's so, so much greater. And that's so beautiful because that means that we don't have to try to understand him, but we can just let him be him and not put him in a box. That was a really huge tangent, but I really feel that because so much of us don't know the reality that God is so, so much greater than the things that we can expect from him. Number two, God is near when we call on him. I've talked about the difference between the manifest presence and the omnipresence of God. Those are two different things. And I mean, I don't even want to try to explain it again, but I'm just going to do it anyway. The manifest presence of God is like the actual, like him coming into the room, him come like Holy Spirit entering a room versus the omnip- omnipresence, which is just like the Godhead being present everywhere all the time, anytime, like any place, like that is omnipresence. But the manifest presence of God is so different because he comes, I mean, it says where two or more are gathered, he is there with them. That's the manifest presence of God. The manifest presence of God is when you're worshiping in a room and then all of a sudden you just like feel this wave and you know that he's there that is the manifest presence of God and it's so much more than a feeling it's actually like an inner knowing like the Holy Spirit confirming in you that he is in the room it's so so interesting I just love I love how like we literally need him to see him like that's crazy um but yeah God is near when we call on him and I mean there's countless countless verses that I could think about when it comes to like just calling on the Lord like I called for the Lord and he answered me Every single time that we call on him, he comes near. He can't stop but come near. You know, like he, when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, he is always within you. There's no escaping. I think about that verse in Psalms. It says like, where can I go to escape from your presence? And that's such a beautiful thing that he's always with us. I don't know anybody else who is always with me. Do I live with my brother? Yes, but he's not always with me. Do I have my best friend? Yes, but she's not always with me. My mom is amazing and she lives 20 minutes away from me, but she's not always with me. Like that is the most beautiful part about the Lord is that there's no one else who is as constant as him. One of the ways that we can call on him and make sure that we're not um, distracted and we're able to just catch when he's here and like almost be caught up in his presence um, is silencing your flesh. Something that I've actually started to do, and I probably have said this on the podcast before, is this podcast turning into just like, Carly repeating things over and over again. Yes, maybe it is. But you know what? The Lord needs to repeat things to me all the time because I am like a little toddler. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, like 
oh, you love me? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and I don't know. He's just so beautiful and he's so patient with us. But this is something I've talked about is I have been like learning to just silence my flesh when I'm in the presence of God. So what that looks like is I will get on my piano and I'll start worshiping and I'm almost like feeling like the swirling thoughts. I'm feeling the distractions. I'm feeling like the things that I have to do in my day, like almost overwhelming me. But something that I've learned to do is first of all, you can literally put your hand on your forehead. Like you can try this right now if you have like just a running mind and all you have to say is mind be still in Jesus name. We have the authority that Jesus gave us with his blood. Like, we have the authority to cast out demons if we want to. And so, if we literally, like, have that authority, we can, we can speak out loud the things that need to happen. Like, if, if your flesh is being too loud, you can say, mind be still in Jesus' name. That's something my mentor taught me. Another thing is that I will go to worship on the piano, or I'll go in my prayer closet, or I'll go to start reading the word. And once again, I feel those, like, swirling thoughts. And what I'll do is I'll literally say, flesh go behind me. You are not a part of this right now. Holy Spirit go before me. And I say, awake my soul. It is time to praise the Lord. Awake my soul. Like it's almost like, oh my gosh, like it's almost like coming under what he's doing and just saying to your flesh, like you're almost just declaring to your flesh, like, hey, this is what we're doing right now. I don't, I need you to like not be like the way that you are. I need you to just be like more calm and more, um, I need you to submit to the spirit, you know? Um, my mentor once told me at work, I remember like I was working at Chick-fil-A and I was like working like nine hour shifts and it was just a lot for me. And I was like, there, how can I even like be with the Lord when I'm like trying so hard to get literally chicken out the window? Like, how do I do that? And I remember her telling me that if I ever go to the bathroom during work to go in the bathroom and close my eyes and just ask the Holy Spirit to come and I do not leave until I know he's there. That is so, so beautiful because you can literally do that anywhere. No one, no one can stop you from closing your eyes and saying like, Holy Spirit, come and just waiting on him. And what feels like five hours of waiting to us is probably only five seconds, honestly. And that's something that the Lord can actually grow in you. Like waiting on the Lord, like the practical action of like literally sitting and waiting for him, not just being in a waiting season, but like literally waiting for him to come that is a practice and like you can get better at that. That sounds weird, but it's almost like a muscle you can practice. Like you can literally sit and I have gotten to the point where I could wait an hour for the Lord to come. And like, I know obviously he's always here, but I'm talking about the manifest presence of the Lord. Um, it's just different. And the best part is he doesn't come in an hour. He comes in five seconds. Like he literally will, he will show up. If you come to him with a genuine and authentic heart, he will show up. And I know that. Um, I know that sounds super bizarre that like I would be in the Chick-fil-A bathroom being like, Holy Spirit, come. But that's honestly what sustained me. It was literally like being with him for even one second is like eating a really healthy, sustaining meal. And it lasts longer than the meal even did, but it sustains you all day. And that's the beauty of being with the Lord. And so God is near when you call on him. So when you call on him, come to him with a genuine and authentic heart. If you need to go in the bathroom at work and ask him to come, he will come. The third thing is that God doesn't pull away. I am very used to, as a human being, people seeing like the real me, the authentic me, and then almost like pulling away or shying away. But God never does that with you. I think about that verse in Numbers 23, 19 that says, he is not a man that he should lie. And I realize this. I realize that it's not just talking about lying, but he also doesn't do anything that humans do. He is so much better than us. I think it applies to like pretty much all like broken aspects of humans is that he is not a man so he would not betray he is not a man that he would leave he is not a man that he would insult you he is not a man that he would hurt you like all of these things 
And that's the beauty of the Lord. This is like such good news to me because, oh my goodness, that means that I can come to him with anything and he won't pull away. He won't turn his face. Those who turn to him, he will never push away. That's literally what it says in the word. Something that I think I needed to hear a year ago is that God is not afraid of your brokenness. You might be afraid of your brokenness. Like sometimes I look at, like look on the inside of myself and I'm like, this is a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of hurt here. There's a lot of loss here. There's a lot of things that are just messed up in me, but he's not afraid of that. In fact, he loves it. And that sounds, I know because we're human beings and we think in human ways, that sounds weird that someone would like want to take our burdens away, that someone would want to see us broken. He doesn't want to see you broken. His heart breaks with you but he just loves you so much. He has the overflowing love of a father that he just wants to come close. It's like, I think about like a toddler who like scrapes their knee off their bike and they're like screaming. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Please don't come near to me. Like this hurts so much. And like a father isn't just going to stand on the side and like let them scream and cry. Like a father would come close. He would hold your knee, say like, where does it hurt? He would clean up the blood. Like he comes close and he wants to do that because that's what a father would want to do. God is near to the brokenhearted. I think that verse in Matthew 5, 4 literally sums it up perfectly. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Anytime you see shall in the Bible, like that's a promise. He, you will be comforted. God is not standoffish. He does not just sit there and watch while you mourn and watch while you cry. He cries with you. He comes near to you. And I've learned this and I've seen this in my life firsthand this past season, y'all. He comes near He wants to be close to you. He wants to help you. He wants to meet you in your mess. This is something that the Lord just revealed to me. He's so good that he doesn't just fix our mess immediately. Like that would not be healthy for us. Like if every time I had a problem or struggled, God was like, well, there it's fixed. Like I would never grow. I would never learn. He doesn't just like sit there and like watch you through that. He gets on his knees with you and he goes through it with you. He doesn't just rescue us from our pain, but he meets us in our pain. How beautiful is that? He's not a God who just like is that rich dad who like is detached and just pays for all your stuff and never like never has a relationship with you. And, you know, like he is the God who comes close. That's literally in his character. It's in his nature. He can't not come close to you. I think it's easy to forget about. Like it's easy to forget that he's always here. It's almost like we need constant reminders You know, I used to think that my relationship with God was like a game of hide and seek. Like I used to think like, okay, well, like I just need to go seek him out. Like that's what I thought it meant when it said like seek and you will find or like seek the Lord and with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Like I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like playing hide and seek. Like I have to like look for him, right? But I realized he's literally like a parent with a toddler playing hide and seek where the parent's just standing behind like a really skinny pole and you can clearly see the parent, but the parent wants to be found. And that's God. Like, he wants to be found. He makes it easy for us to find him. He knows that we are children. He knows that we're toddlers, you know? And he's not hard to find. He is so available. He is near. He doesn't pull away. And he is close. All you have to do is call on him and come to him with a genuine heart. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, thank you so, so much that you are the God who comes close. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are always present, that you never leave us, you never pull away. I thank you, Lord, that you're not afraid of my brokenness. I pray that every single person listening to this episode would just feel your nearness right now, Lord, that you would just come so, so close. We invite your manifest presence into this space, Lord. I thank you that you're not a man that you should lie, 
You're not a man that you should betray. You're not a man that you would hurt us, Lord, but you're the God who just heals our wounds. You comfort us. You bind up our wounds. Lord, you are so, so good. You're so much better than anything that we could imagine. You're so much better than all of our expectations. And we love you for that, Lord. Thank you so much for all of the blessings you've given us. Thank you so much for what your son did on the cross. We love you so much, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you liked this episode, go ahead and share it on social media and tag Already Loved Podcast. Send it to a friend. Send it to your parent. Um, whatever that looks like. If you aren't already, follow me on social media um, at KG Nipe at Already Loved Podcast. And yeah, I'm pretty sure those are the only announcements. I mean, starting in when school starts, LOL, which is next week, I will be doing episodes every other week. This is really just because I'm starting my actual hard classes. So I really just want to give myself some slack and not um, struggle too much. And I definitely don't want this to become a chore. Instead, I want it to become a beautiful labor of love. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Anyways, I love you guys so much and have a great day. Bless you. Goodbye. Peace out.